Welcome back. This is the Alicast Tea, where we talk about all things church-related. My name is Allison C. Holt. I am your host. And today we are going to continue our journey through the book of Exodus. We are understanding freedom and redemption. We are going to read Exodus, the 12th chapter, talking about the Passover. We're going to learn the details about the Passover on today. And what does Passover mean? Now, the 12th chapter is fairly long, so I'm going to read a few verses we're going to come back and we're going to discuss some things that we learned from those verses and we're going to do a summary of the chapter itself a break break down some of the key points and i will allow you to read it for yourself glean what you can from it you may even get some additional things however we are going to start at exodus the 12th chapter at verse 1 And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers a lamb for a house and if the household be too little for the lamb let him and his neighbors next unto his house take it according to the number of souls every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb your lamb shall be without blemish a male of the first year ye shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats and ye shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month and the whole assembly of the congregation of israel shall kill it in the evening and they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two posts two side posts and on the upper door post of the houses wherein they shall eat it and they shall eat the flesh in that night roasted by fire and unleavened bread and with bitter herbs they shall eat it eat not it raw nor sodden with water but roasted with fire his head and his legs and the pertinence thereof and ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning and that which remaineth of it until the morning ye shall burn with fire and thus said and thus shall ye eat it with your lawns girded your shoes on your feet and your staff in your hand and ye shall eat it in haste it is the lord's passover for i shall pass through the land of egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn of the land of egypt both man and beast and against all the gods of egypt i will execute judgment 
I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. And this day shall be unto you for a, a memorial, and ye shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. Ye shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. And we're going to jump down to the 30th of the 21st verse. And Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said unto them, Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families and kill the Passover. And ye shall make a bunch of hyssop or take a bunch of hyssop, which is a uh, religious uh, an herb used for medicinal and religious purposes you shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin that the blood that's in the bowl and none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning for the Lord will pass through and smite the Egyptians and when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side poles the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses to smite you and ye shall observe these things for an ordinance to thee and to thy sons forever and it shall come to pass when ye be come to the land which the lord had given you according as he had promised that ye shall keep this service and it shall come to pass when your children shall say unto you what mean you by this service then ye shall say it is the sacrifice of the lord's passover who passed over the houses of the children of israel in egypt when he smote the egyptians and delivered our houses and the people bowed the head and worshiped and the children of israel went away and did as the lord had commanded moses and Aaron to do so. My God from Zion, we got to read some more. And it and it came to pass that at midnight the Lord smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh, which is the king, that sat on the throne, in unto the firstborn of the captain that was in the dungeon and all the firstborn of the cattle. And Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians. And there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. And he said unto Moses and Aaron by night, and said, Rise up and get ye forth from amongst my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go serve the Lord as ye had said. 
This is Pharaoh talking to Moses. Also take your flocks and your herds as ye have said and be gone and bless me also. I want you to remember that. This is Pharaoh talking. Also take your flocks and your herds as ye have said and be gone and bless me also. And the Egyptians were urgent upon the people that they might send them out of the land in haste for they said we be all dead men and the people took their dough before it was leavened their kneading troughs being bound up in their clothes upon their shoulders and the children of israel did according to the word of moses and they borrowed of the egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment and the lord gave the people favor in the sight of the egyptians so that they lent unto them such things as they required and they spoiled the egyptians my god from zion and the people of israel they they left egypt they left the city at this time now let's go back and that uh, we ended at verse 36 however we know that this particular scripture goes to verse 51 which i'm going to allow you to read that on your own accord now let's go back and see what we actually learned here in exodus chapter 12. now we learn now the lord began to tell moses and aaron about this new beginning they were going to embark in a new beginning uh it, it was going to mark a new age in history he began to say here in verse 2 this month shall be unto you the beginning of months it shall be the first month of the year to you so the month that they were in for our time it was around the time of september october time frame and they and god began to tell moses and aaron that this will be the beginning of months this was going to be the first month of the year by god's calendar and it's called the month of abib and it's around march and april march and april hmm. well we understand that well i won't get all into that but anyway, it's the month of Abib, which is around March and April. I don't, I, I'm getting scratched that September, October, but it is March and April. I'm thinking about something else. So, so this is marking a new age in history. It's the first month of the year in God's calendar. It's called the month of Abib, and everything is 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 going to be new for the. For the children of Israel, that is, is Mark is history taking place before their eyes. They're going to have a new identity as the favored people of God because God chose them to be His people, and now God is showing forth His His miraculous works. And as we begin to journey through the Bible, we are going to find out how uh, this information has went before them to other nations, to other people and how the people feared them because of what god did or how god worked his miraculous works as they were on their journey in the wilderness so this is a that mark of a new identity 
they're going to be marked as the people of God. This is marking a new um, a new month, a new year. And see, when it says a new beginning, it's, it's a new moon. It's the beginning. It's the first month of the year. It describes the Feast of the Passover, in which we're going to talk about the Passover, and the Feast of the, the Unleavened Bread, which around Easter time, if you noticed or if you haven't noticed around Easter time, which is around March, April, the Jewish people, the Hebrews, they begin to go into um, their, um, what I want to call it, their celebration, if you will. They go into their celebrations or they go into the Feast of the Unleavened, unleavened Bread, the Feast of the Passover. They begin to work these work uh, or do according to as God said here. We read that he wanted this tradition, if you will, to con continue throughout all time. And even now today in 2024, you can see the people, the Hebrew people or the Jewish people, if you will, celebrate uh, the Feast of Passover and they also celebrate um, the Feast of unleavened bread and this is based on the acts of the first passover which is them leaving out of egypt and god passing over on this 10th plague this is the 10th plague out of all the plagues now so the bible tells them or god tells moses and aaron what to tell the people let's go to verse three speak on Speak ye unto the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month, on the tenth day, they shall take of them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. So, the, the details, the instructions, here we find that instructions are very important. It's very important to look or listen at the details. A lot of times we overlook the details. We overlook the uh, the details in the instructions that are given us. And, you know, we have to um, condition ourselves to where we listen to the details. If, if we can't get it by ear, we need to be writing it down as, as it is spoken. Write down the details so we can... Um, understand we can learn and we can do just according to what we have been told so the details here are very very important he said on the 10th day of this very month that is the beginning of your new age on the 10th day we want you to take a, a male lamb or you can get it from the goats as well of one year old we want it to be perfect. No marks. We want it to be whole. We want it to be perfect. Without blemish. Without mark. Without um, um, uh, any kind of conditions. You want, you want this lamb to be perfect. And then you want to keep it until the 14th day. Because that is the day that everyone will kill their lamb. And also... The Bible is telling us that you're supposed to, or they're supposed to pick a lamb the size according to their household. Why? Because everything had to be eaten in that night. Nothing left over. But God did give instructions. Perhaps something was left over that 
to the morning that it must be burned by fire. The instructions was to roast the lamb, not to boil it in water and not to um, eat it raw. It must be roasted. So it's very, these, these instructions are very detailed and it all means something. My God from Zion. And let's go a little bit further. Let's see what we're going to say. Okay, without blemish. Um, keep it to the 14th day. The whole everybody's going to kill theirs at the same time. And as you, as you can, as we can read here, everything is done in unity. Everything is done in unity. Everybody picks a lamb out on the 10th day. Everybody keeps the lamb to the 14th day. Everybody kills the lamb in in the evening or in the twilight. Everybody does that. Everybody takes the blood from the lamb. Uh, you dip hyssop in it, uh, which is a, a bush. Dip hyssop in it and you sprinkle the blood on the side post and the uh, top door post or the lintel sprinkle the blood on the lintel and both side door posts so everybody did this together so there was unity there so we must understand that we must pay attention to that also when they're striking up the blood or putting the blood on the two posts the door posts and the upper lintel on the overhang that that's representing even as today that we know that the blood represented um or symbolized if you will or it can bring us to jesus dying for us on on the cross he shed his blood so there's a connection there there's a representation there that speak to us concerning the death of jesus christ on the cross and we're gonna go forward and we're gonna read we've talked about don't eat it raw don't don't boil it but you must roast it and not only roast it in fire but you need keep the head on it keep the legs on it and keep the inward parts in it so roast it whole everything my god my god such detailed instructions and this this tells us a bit about the character of God. God tells us exactly how to do it and exactly what to do. And also, we can go back to the book of Genesis when we read about Noah and the ark and how God specifically told him. He told him the measurements. He told him what kind of wood to use. He told him how to... Um, seal it up so it wouldn't leak he told them to make the door and the windows god told him everything detailed detailed information god is not slack listen god when god speaks he speaks very well and he tells us exactly what he wants us to do why because we cannot be confused see god is not the author of confusion if any confusion enters in you know for surety that that confusion comes from the devil god is not the author of confusion so god specifically gives detailed information to us so we can do according to he how he would have us to do how he would have us to live what how he would 
uh, requires us to think. God gives us detailed information. And we're finding that out here in the book of Exodus, the 12th chapter, how important that details are. Because when we come back or when we look back on the situation, we're able to say, okay, that meant this and this meant that we will be able to connect the details to uh, uh what we went through or what we accomplished we'll be able to connect those details to that and say oh okay this is why god said this and this is why god said don't do this or don't do that and this is why he said do some do this this way in this manner these specific directions and we can look back and say okay now i understand so let's go on to verse 11 and it says and thus shall ye eat it with your lungs girded with your shoes on your feet and your staff in your hand in other words you're going to be eaten in haste because I'm coming and I am not wasting any time. It is time for you to go. It is time for you to go forward. It is time for you to press forward. I am bringing you forward into your wealthy place. They're going to the promised land, the land full of milk and honey. God is bringing them forth unto their wealthy place. So, you know, you're going to eat with your clothes on. You're going to eat with your shoes on. You're going to eat with your staff in your hand because you have to be ready. You have to be prepared and you have to be ready when God say go, we must go. And I'm just bringing it down to us as well. So God is telling them to be ready uh, to leave when that time comes. And he said, and ye shall eat in haste. Why? Because it is the Lord's Passover. He said, for I shall pass through the land of Egypt this night. So remember, they killed the goat, the lamb in the twilight. So it was it was dawn. It was dawn or, or evening time, if you will. The sun was going down. The sun was going down and it was in twilight. And God began to say, keep, keep your clothes on. Be ready to go. Have your stuff packed the whole nine yards. Because I am coming through this night and I am going to strike the egyptians now the only thing that is going to save you and i'm saying it in my words the only thing that's going to save you is the blood that you have put on the doorpost and the lintel if you being a, a hebrew or being a called person not called children if you do not have the blood on your doorpost and lentil, guess what's going to happen? Your firstborn is going to die. The Bible tells us that the firstborn from royalty, which is Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, all the way down to the prisoners that were in the dungeon, their firstborn died because when God came forth, that's the 10th plague. That's what happened. That is what happened. Every firstborn. And if you didn't know, the firstborn son is the chosen son. Firstborn was always the one that got the blessings, uh, got the inheritance, got whatever the, the parents left. It was always the firstborn born son. So that means something. That means 
a lot to the people that hurt a lot and as we can see as we can read on that pharaoh was told him get out basically get out get your stuff and go because his son was dead my god from zion listen god said he was going to come and he was going to judge the 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 uh, gods of egypt he was going to judge the people they they served idol gods they did not serve the true and the living god and they would not let our pharaoh in particular would not let the people go wild because god hardened his heart and pharaoh hardened his own heart as well we we've read that already here in the third and the seventh chapter of the book of exodus we found out about the hardening of Pharaoh's heart and how he would not let the people go and how he would bring his musicians or his sorcerers in musicians his magicians he would bring his magicians in his sorcerers in to do the same uh acts as the acts of god were done by moses and aaron however the sorcerers could not do everything and always the power of god would trump the power of the enemy so all of this is break coming down and all of this is, is backing down or are coming to a head should i say it all came to a head here at the death of the sons the first sons of those who did not have the blood on their doors my god my god and let's see here i wanted to talk about one more aspect before i let you go because i want you to read the rest of it for yourself now we talked about the blood let's go to verse 13. let's go to verse 13. where it said and the blood shall be a token upon the houses where you are and when i see the blood i will pass over you and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when i smite the land of egypt my god from zion it, it says the blood is going to be a token the blood is going to be a distinguishing mark it's going to be a sign to the destroyer that god sent forth to strike or smite the land of Egypt. Yes, my God. The sun, we talked about the favorite sun, the slaying of the animals instead of the firstborn. That's what slaying of the animals represented. The slaying of the animals represented or, or, or was instead of the firstborn being killed. The sprinkling of the blood foretells the death of Jesus Christ. And we know that Jesus Christ is our Passover lamb today. Um, the bitter herbs, they had to eat the meat with bitter herbs which symbolize the sorrow and the grief and the pain that they experienced in the oppression at egypt the unleavened bread they had to eat uh the meat with the bitter herbs and unleavened bread the unleavened bread symbolizes their leaving in haste it symbolizes the separation of the redeemed remember that they were only sojourners in that land that, that egypt was not there land they were that was a strange land to them if you remember when joseph was sold to the egyptians and he ended up in egypt 
and Joseph began to bring his family over to Egypt, they were strangers in that land. They were not supposed to be in that land, but they came there and they came, became strangers. And listen, I want to tell you today that we are strangers in this land here upon this earth. This is not our home. Hear me and hear me clearly. This is not our home we are just travelers through this land our home is heaven so do not the bible tells us about uh, um um basically making ourselves comfortable here don't make yourself comfortable here this is not your land this is not your home basically this is not your home heaven is your home so we want you the bible tells us to to the lay up our treasures in heaven and not upon this earth where mob and rust does corrupt but we're supposed to lay up our treasures in heaven where it moth and rust does not corrupt in other words don't uh, uh um acquire material things in a capacity where you overlook god why because rust is here and and those material things can rust or those material things can break or those material things can um decay don't store up your treasures here upon this earth store your treasures up in heaven in other words the spiritual aspects uh, of things are uh, a uh, prayer uh fasting reading the word of god getting to know god talking to God, walking to God, walking with God, learning everything that you can about God. You are storing up your treasures in heaven and not upon this earth. My God from Zion, I, I was not trying to go there because I know of a surety sometime throughout the year, we will talk about things of that nature. So, what we have learned i just want to read a few aspects of what we are learned here we're gonna i'm just gonna read a summary and we are gonna call it a day the passover and jesus christ now let's see here note the following in exodus 12 that reminds us of our savior and his will for us the heart and soul of the Passover event was God's saving grace. God brought the Israelites out of Egypt, not because they were a worthy people, but because he loved them and because he was faithful to his covenant. You know, he made the covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He was faithful. He thought about that covenant that he made way back with Abraham. So he decided to bring the people. He heard the cries and the calls of the people. We've read about that in, in um, Exodus 3 and Exodus 7. We talked about it. So also I want to tell you the purpose of the blood applied on the door frames was to save the firstborn son of each family from death. And this blood points to Christ shed in his blood on the cross in order to save us from death and from God's wrath against sin against the sin that we commit yes so that blood represents the shedding of Jesus blood upon the cross now the Passover lamb was a sacrifice 
It functioned as a substitute for the firstborn. This sacrifice points to Christ's death as a substitution for the believer's death. So Christ died for us. The Bible said that he became the curse for us. And my God, one of my favorite scriptures talk about how he made an open show of principalities and powers. And in and, 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 and words of this, this day and age, Jesus did that. He did that. Yes, he did. He went all the way to death on the cross. The Bible said, Cursed is the one that dieth upon a tree. And that's what Jesus did. He died upon a tree. The cross is a tree. And Jesus took the curse of sin for us us my god my god the male lamb marked the death marked for death had to be without blemish the lamb prefigures the sinlessness of christ the perfect son of god and we know that christ jesus christ was without sin he was tempted in every aspect that you can imagine that is upon this earth today but he was without sin he did not sin so anything that you're going through today or any way that the enemy is attacking you you are to know that christ went through it and he was without sin so therefore the bible tells us we can go boldly before the throne of grace that means you can go and you can pray you can be transparent with god because uh jesus already knows he knows our, our fears he knows our our pain he knows our cries jesus has been there and he has done that so he understands so when we go to god and we are transparent with god god understands why because jesus already went through it and jesus understands what you are going through what we as a people are going through yes thank you jesus the eating of the lamb represents the identification of the Israelite community with the land's death, a death that saved them from physical death. Similarly, taking the Lord's Supper represents our participation in Christ's death, a death that saves us from spiritual death. Yes, sir. So when we eat, when we take communion, in other words, is what they're talking about is communion. When we take the Lord's Supper is another name for it. The Lord's Supper and communion is the same thing. When we take communion, we it, is, it represents our participation in Christ's death, just as the Israelites, when they ate the lamb, they represented, they identified, identified them with the lamb's death, the death that saved them from physical death. In other words, eating the lamb saved them from the physical death or the firstborn from physical death. It was put in place of the firstborn dying. And therefore, when we eat or when we take communion or we take the Lord's Supper, we are participating in the death of Jesus Christ. I hope that makes sense. I hope I said it clear enough for you now the sprinkling of the blood on the door frames was was done in obedient faith 
And this response of faith brought about redemption through the blood. Salvation through Christ's blood is obtained only through the obedience to faith. So we have to be a springing of the blood. It, it was just an act of faith. The Lord said, do it. And they did it. And they were very well for doing it because if they had not did it, the firstborn, their firstborn child would be dead. So we have to walk in that same faith that God tells us spiritually to sprinkle the blood on our doorposts, our lentils, spiritually in a spiritual aspect. Because we, you know we're not you're gonna you're not gonna actually take blood and put it on your um, doorpost, but in a spiritual sense. A lot of people take um, holy oil and place it on their doorposts and their lintel that represent the blood of Jesus Christ. Yes, so these things are done now today in a spiritual aspect, as a tradition and, a, and spiritually to reverence the Passover. Now, the Passover lamb was to be eaten along with unleavened bread since leaven in the Bible usually represents sin and corruption, this unleavened bread represented the separation of the redeemed Israelites from Egypt, from the world, and from sin. So God's redeemed people are called to separate themselves from the sinful world and to dedicate themselves to God alone. So that's a representation of the unleavened bread to to separate ourselves from sin and to lead a world of sin in Jesus mighty name my god now i am done with exodus 12 12 and we didn't go to the uh 51st verse but i want you to continue to read the rest of exodus 12 1 through 51 talking about the Passover because God began to give them uh, instructions of how to continue to do the Passover throughout the years and how to teach their, their children and their children's children. So in, it, in so many words, the tradition of the Passover is still in play today in 2024. And the beginning happened in the books of in the book of Exodus, the twelfth chapter. Now, I want to say a prayer over you, and I will talk to you soon. May God bless and keep you. May His face shine upon you, and be gracious to you. May He lift up His countenance upon you, and give you peace. In Jesus' name, I pray. Thank you for listening to Sister Alley Cat's Tea, where we talk about all things church-related. Please like, comment, follow, share, and follow this ministry on all social media platforms. If you want the actual readings, so you can be prepared for the rest of the month of January, you'll be ready, you'll be already you, you, you will already read the scriptures and you'll know what we're talking about. There will be a link in the bio, an opt-in link in the bio. Just go to the bio and you will receive the 
breakdown for the month of January. Thank you for listening to Sister Alec Tea. I love you and I will talk to you soon.